Hello everyone, I'm your host Samara and you're listening to the Detroit Tall Tales Over Cocktails podcast. Three creepy tales, one hell of a ride. Hello everyone and happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of Detroit Tall Tales Over Cocktails. I'm your host Samara and this episode it's going to kind of be a family affair. I've got three stories from my mother, my grandmother, and my father. I thought I'd start out with them because they are the closest people to me in my life. And I kind of want to have this podcast kind of go through my family, my friends, and then further out to strangers that I meet or acquaintances in Detroit. I believe that everyone has a voice and everyone has their own story to tell. And so I'm going to start with the people that are closest to me, the stories that matter the most to me, even though everyone else's stories matter. So if you're new here, welcome. If you listened to my first episode before getting to this one, welcome back. I want to just do a quick little overview of what you guys can expect from this podcast, Detroit Tall Tales Over Cocktails. First, a little update. Um, I will not be uploading every Friday, um, contrary to what I said in the first episode. I will actually be putting up new episodes every other Friday instead at the stroke of midnight. Uploading every other Friday not only allows me to bring you better, more well-edited content, it also allows me to bring you high quality stories. Um, the type of stories that I'll be bringing you will be real life Detroit stories from the mouths of Detroiters, as well as Detroit urban legends. And every once in a while, if someone doesn't feel comfortable sharing their story from their own mouth, then I will be more than happy to share their written words instead. And I'll use my voice for that. So yes, this is what you can expect. Um, to be tuning into every other Friday at midnight. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and share the first story of the night, which would be my father's story. We all call him Lido. I call him his by his name or dad. Um, but yeah, he's known mostly as Lido. So here's a little background about my father. Uh, he was actually a skeptic before this happened to him. He didn't believe in the supernatural. He didn't believe in ghosts or anything like that. He'd never experienced anything before to invoke that belief until this happened. So I'll go ahead and let you guys listen to Weedo's ghost story. Check it out. This is Weedo, and this is my ghost story. One day, my um, best friend asked me would I babysit his house while um, him and his parents went out of town because their grandfather died. So I told him, yeah, it was all cool. Now, they used to always tell me stories about their grandmother, Mary, and they said uh, she used to walk through the house and all that. Well, she's passed away, of course. So... I, I said, yeah, I watched the house. It was no problem or anything like that. So they left. I was still there. I'm in the house chilling, just uh, laying in the bed, watching TV. And then one night I heard some footsteps on the steps. 
and I knew wasn't nobody in the house but me. So I was like, wait a minute. I got up, looked around a little bit. I said, I must be tripping. I must be too drunk or something. So I went back in there and laid down. So I heard more footsteps again coming up the steps. So I went to the steps and I looked and I seen a lady coming up the steps in a white dress. So of course I freaked out. So I ran down the steps and ran out the house and called my homeboy Low, rest in peace Low, and told him, bro, you gonna have to come over here. And then, so he came over there, we sat on the porch and we was drinking and shit. And I was like, yo man, I just seen a ghost, man. He like, man, you must be blowed. I'm like, no, bro. Pooh and them said that it was a ghost in here and they grandma be walking up and down the steps. So that's my ghost story. So yeah, that was Weedo's ghost story. Obviously, after this happened, he definitely believes in ghosts. And I don't think he's ever really stepped foot back in that house. I think maybe once he did, but he really doesn't go over there very often. Um, and I kind of find it funny that he really, you know, he's a grown man. He's in his 40s. Um, and that scared him so much that he left the house and even called a friend over to stay with him while he uh, babysat the house for friends. The friends that he babysat the house for, they're no longer in that house. Um, someone else is in that house, but we still know who they are and like, they're family friends. And they say that they still see Grandma Mary walking up and down the stairs or through the house. Um, and I think they also said that she moves things around but they're not really afraid because, you know, they know who she is. She hasn't really bothered them. I myself, I'm actually kind of looking forward to going into that house. I'd like to see exactly what they're talking about. On the other hand, I'm afraid that once I see it, I'll never be able to unsee it. And it will probably freak me out for the rest of my life. So we'll see. Um, I'm hoping to get an interview with the current family. So I'm working on that. So stay tuned for a later episode with that, just to see kind of the continuation of what's going on in that house and compare and contrast each person's uh, experience with Grandma Mary in that same house. Okay, so next up uh, is my grandmother's story. Now, she has a story from her childhood as well as her, I believe maybe it was her thirties as well. So she, she's actually had quite a few different uh, run-ins with the supernatural. And she was kind enough to share almost two stories in one really about um, her youth encounter and her adult encounters with the other side. So um, without further ado, here's Ever's story. I live down south, and we moved into this big old pretty house, and we moved in. We didn't know that it was a home house for the family house, and all the peoples had, you know, every other year they were dying out, and the last person died out, so we, my mother and father rented the house, so we moved in the house, and we didn't know about all this here, and we could... And after, later on, we'd be in the bathroom. We could hear somebody walking in heels. And we would look out 
and see is anybody out there, but we never did see nothing. And one night I was asleep and somebody was shaking me, came over with shaking me, and I woke up and I looked. I heard heels walking and I looked. I thought of my mother, but it wasn't. She was in the bed asleep. And I got the next day and told my father, and that's when he told us the story about the house was haunted. And we could hit that all the time. A lady walking with heels on and everything all through the house. But we never could see her. Yeah, it was an iron gate. And we could. And we, one night we heard it opening up and scraping, coming, closing back up. And we looked out. We didn't see any, no one out there. And I think I was 10 years old then. After my husband died in 93, and and he used to, when we go to bed, he used to put his arms around me and hold me real tight. So one night after he passed, and I felt somebody on the bed sitting, but I didn't see no one. And I was crying, and then all of a sudden when I, I laid down, and I could feel him put his arms around me and hold me real tight. And that's when I know I was going to be safe. So that was Ever's story. Two and one. So you got a two for one special there. So she told a story about when she was about 10 years old, about an older lady living in a house that her father later on told her was haunted. And um, also the story about after my grandfather's death. So what's interesting about that one, at least the second one, my grandfather died around the time I was either four, I think I was four or five. And I remember my family telling me um, that they swear that the opening and closing of the cabinets, the cabinet doors in the house were my grandfather's doing. I mean, I always thought they were joking, but maybe they were joking in a kind of serious manner. Um, but once again, I was just too young to understand. But looking back, it probably was him just kind of milling about the house, not ready to quite leave the family alone. Um, instances like that no longer happen in my grandmother's current house after my grandfather died. Um, that was years ago. I mean, I'm 30 and that happened about, what, 26 years ago. So, I mean, nothing really is going on in the house. I assume he moved on by now. Um, but I'm pretty sure his death still sticks with her to this day, especially after experiencing um, him coming up and sitting behind her and holding her like he used to in life. All right, so... Next and last episode is my mother's episode. So this happened when she was a child and it happened over a long period of time, which I find very suspicious and kind of creepy. Um, it's not a ghost story. However, it could be something of a haunting. So I'll let you guys be the judge of that. Let's listen to the story of Arlene's nightmares. Check it out. Hello, my name is Arlene, and this is my story. When I 
was a little girl, I've always had this certain dream all the time. Sometimes every single night, like a whole week in a row, or sometimes I would have it once or twice a week. And it was this character, his name was Catman Do. So, what Catman Do does is, is, I had a problem with when I fell asleep, no matter how hot it was in the house, no matter how cold it was, whatever, I always had to have my feet covered with covers. I could never sleep with my feet hanging out because I hate it to be tickled because when I get tickled a lot, I stop breathing and I just really, really, really hated that. It's like a feeling of sleep paralysis. It was like a sleep paralysis. I think I got that a whole lot when I was a kid, but it always seemed like it happens when my feet were not covered under the covers so anyway one night I had my first dream if I can remember way back then I was sleeping with one of my older sisters because we had a shared room we had a shared bed and I dreamt that I was in the bed asleep and I thought I saw my father walking down the hallway and he stopped and my father by him being so tall I didn't see the top of his head I only saw like his um the middle of his body on down to his legs that's how tall he was but I'm laying in my bed and I'm and I knew it was my dad or I thought it was my dad and he walked past the bedroom and then he just stopped all of a sudden and mind you I didn't know I was dreaming I thought I was awake and then all of a sudden I seen him bend all the way over bend all the way down like to see if he can see me or whatever and it wasn't him he actually had <laughs> he actually had a chicken head so like a chicken with his head cut off and it's like oh my god so that was my first experience as far as that dream goes that really scared me I woke up really scared so the next night I had like almost the same exact dream and I dreamed that once again somebody was walking down a hallway and I'm thinking it's my dad again but then I start thinking no that's not my dad and then this thing bends down, but this time it didn't have a chicken head cut off. It, it was like, you could tell it was a person with a head, of course, but it was so fuzzy, I couldn't see the face. And and I'm like, oh my God, who are you? Who are you? And all I can remember him saying is, my name is Catman Do. And I was like, oh, well, what do you want from me? Why do you keep coming to me? What do you want from me? He was like, I just want you, baby. And I just got really, really scared. This sounds really weird, but this was as a kid, I was really, really afraid. And it was just that eerie feeling over me. It just seemed like he's trying to hurt me. And then I would wake up and I would be so scared. You can ask my older sister because I was the baby. You can ask my older sister. You can ask my mom. I always was scared all the time. I used to get up and have to sneak in my parents' room to see if I could sleep with them. They used to kick me out half the time because I was doing it every single night. And then so one night, I was dreaming, thought I was awake again. And I was sleeping with my other sister this night. And I was sleeping behind her. So she was facing the door and I was facing the wall and so I hear somebody walking and I hear some chains rattling walking through the hallway and I'm thinking to myself I bet you it's that man or whatever that is his name is Catman Do I bet you that's him and so once again he goes in front of my door bedroom door and he just stops and I'm like who are you again ask him who, who is he I couldn't see the face can never ever see the face but I know it was him and he was like my name is Catman 
Do. And he's always saying his name was Catman Do. And it just always seemed like he wants to hurt me. I just always get that eerie feeling again, over and over again, where I can't move, I can't do anything. I was just really petrified. And so I woke up because I knew how to wake myself up. So I woke myself up. And when I woke myself up, I heard chains rattling again. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not a dream. This is not a dream. This is real. And I really thought it was real. But what come to find out, I thought I woke up, but I didn't wake up. I was still dreaming. So I had the same dreams over and over again, the same character Catman do. And it may sound crazy now, but back then when I was a kid, it was like really, 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 really scary. And I was always wondering to this day, was there something wrong with that house we were living in? Because we were living out in the township, Royal Oak Township. We stayed in the projects. And I've always had the same, almost the exact same dream as a child for years and years and years. Finally, I grew out of it. Finally, I'm able with my feet from up underneath the covers without it being covered up. And I never was able to sleep with my arms up. I was never able to sleep with my feet out of the, from underneath the covers. I would suffer for years, no matter how hot it was. I always stayed up under the covers. My feet had to be covered and my arms always had to be down. I could never sleep with my arms down and never have my feet uncovered. But now I can sleep the way I want to sleep. Spread it all out, don't matter. And that is my story about Catman Do. And I'm glad he's gone. I remember when my mother first told me the story of that monster or creepy guy, I don't know, named Katmandu, who used to haunt her nightmares. Um, what she didn't really get into, from what I remember, is that um, she hated, hated being tickled on her uh just being tickled, period. Being tickled on her feet, under arms, whatever. And that's how he would kind of torture her. He would come into her dreams and basically feed on her biggest fear, which was being tickled. Because whenever she was tickled, she would just stop breathing. And it was kind of excruciating for her. So everyone knew not to tickle her or else she'd just freak out. She um, would tell me these stories growing up. And it used to scare the living crap out of me. And I used to think she was joking, but... You know, as time went on, she stopped mentioning it until I asked her to tell me the story of Katmandu. And so just me asking her that story brought back so many emotions and the old fears and things she even forgot about. Even her retelling of it to this day still scares me, still scares the living daylights out of me. And it's just, I don't know, just freaks me out um and maybe it freaks some of you out upon further reflection for me I think that the house she used to live in I'm pretty sure was haunted because once they moved from that house those nightmares ended maybe it was her growing up you know stepping out of that youthful place of imagination or maybe it was what I think maybe it was supernatural I'll let you guys be the decider of that so that's a wrap. That's the last story. Thank you guys for tuning in. Once again, I'm your host, Samara, and you're listening to Detroit Tall Tales Over Cocktails. See you guys in two weeks.
That's all for this week's episode. Be sure to tune in next Friday for three more creepy tales. If you want to keep up to date, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Detroit Tall Tales. Once again, I'm your host, Samara, and you are listening to the Detroit Tall Tales Over Cocktails podcast. <laughs> <laughs>